Good morning and welcome to More Than Money. That's exactly what we wish for you every Saturday morning and every single day that the good Lord be with you and that you be with us. You are the reason that we get up at O'Dark 30. This morning, O'Dark 30 came earlier than normal. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We were dancing last night. We were dancing. Ah, Philly Funk. Philly Funk. I don't know the young lady's name. Uh, I know they introduced them at the end of the show, but I don't remember. Bree? Yes. Ah, very good. Oh, excellent. Most excellent. You were not nearly as trashed as I thought you were. Wow. <laughs> It would have been impossible for me to be trashed without drinking a single yeah. sip of alcohol. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of thought about that later going, mm. zero. That's right. Um, you're going to have to blow into the tube. All right. I, I can, let me see. Let me predict what it's going to, 0. 0.00. Because <laughs> uh-huh. unless uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches just blows alcohol yeah. levels, yeah. we're going to be just fine. Uh, that young lady can sing. Yeah, she can. I mean, the boy can sing. He's good, but the young lady yeah, can sing. Yeah, she has a great voice. Yeah. Really, really good. Really entertaining. So, And the cowbell, I mean. <clears throat> more cowbell. More you cow- you got to bring more cowbell. <clears throat> <laughs> we, uh, yes, uh, Alyssa, uh, uh, about 35 of her closest friends. And uh, <laughs> Diane and I were at the Arts Quest. and uh, Music Fest Cafe. Very, very fun. Very, very fun. Uh, we love music. It's my dance therapy is what I call it. It is it is good therapy, and it lifts your spirits, yeah. and it gets your adrenaline moving, and just, just it's a lot of good stuff. Plus, you see good people, and they're happy, and except for a couple of young people who are stupid. Other than that. <laughs> there's always a few. Oh, there's always a few. Of course, then uh, there were, uh, we, we had a little more room on the dance floor last night because a fair number of the attendees who came for dinner prior Mm-hmm. never left their seats. Yeah. I don't get that. I don't either. Let's go listen to somebody that produces really upbeat, fun, movable music, and let's watch. Uh-huh. Huh. I mean, that's too bad for them. Um, I appreciate having a little extra room to move. It's yeah. better than when it's we're packed like sardines on the dance floor. Yeah, the whole sardines thing. That's Yeah, not really a fan. I guess that's me getting older. <laughs> no, uh, it's that may be, but it's for me, it's being very protective because mm-hmm. about the first person that bangs into you, then I have to punch them because mm-hmm. that's just, I'm not going to, we're not going to go there. <laughs> and some of the boys last night, they were actually, there was one young lady who was fairly personal space invasive at the end. And it was really, <clears throat> isn't it irritating? Yeah. Women, it- uh, women's rights. Yay. Be just like men. Be just as stupid as men. <laughs> hey, speaking of the hey, world's worst radio segue. Hey, hey, welcome to More Than Money. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was the worst. <laughs> worst ever. <laughs> Going down in history. Well, we have the award tonight for worst segue. Hey. If you are a loyal listener, you know that in moments we will give you three different ways that you can join us. We invite you to join us. We implore you to join us. And actually, um, considering that I got like four minutes sleep and Melissa did great. She's 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 on track. So she's going to carry the load today. Yep. And make sure that you carry the boats. That's yes, the David that's Goggins the, the, reference. Yes, that's carry yep, the boats. I'm going to carry the boat. Somebody's got to carry the boat. Yeah, it's going to be me. Uh, so if you are so inclined and you wish to save both of us from peril, 
<laughs> uh, six one uh, again. 833-707-7900, 833-707-7900. Make your calls interesting, make your calls detailed, make your calls long, fill up that space. <laughs> <laughs> if you have an email that you'd like to share, that's fantastic. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. If you happen to be at the Art, Arts Quest Cafe last night for Philly Funk, you can email Alyssa and tell her <laughs> that... Uh, and and I made note of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our audience, they're just the most wonderful people because Alyssa and I were there, and you could tell just dozens and dozens just aching to come over and get autographs, and yet so polite, so very respectful, understanding that we're there for a social. This is not business. We're not out there trying to drum. Hey, let's press something. No, we're just having a good time with our friends and family. Mm -hmm. And so they were very respectful. Not, they all resisted <laughs> the, the, the urge mm -hmm. to, to, to insert themselves into our relaxation time and That's ask right. for autographs. Aren't they the best? The self-restraint really was amazing. <laughs> Disciplined and respectful and kind and yes, caring. Thank you so you much. You people. Oh, I'm getting a little emotional. Yes. I'm, I love you guys. <laughs> I really do. So outstanding. Outstanding indeed. Uh, also, morethanmoneyonline.com if you'd like to share our show for somebody who has internet access further afield. If you'd like just a clear signal, internet access anywhere, uh, morethanmoneyonline.com. Hit the listen live button and uh, you are fully uh, connected, and that's fantastic indeed. Um, Bobby Gunther Walsh had a birthday this week. So did I. <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah. always about you. Uh, yeah, whatever. Well, that was my introduction. That was that was my opening for you to say. So it was uh -huh. happy birthday. Thanks. Twenty-eight years old. Again. This young lady. Ugh. Mm -hmm. She's got such a promising future for the next. 10 years or so, because <laughs> I can kind of, no, it's just reporting. That's all this. It's just reporting. 833-707-7900. Uh, wow, look at this. I'm going look at this. right to the phones, and we welcome. All right, we're going to start with Sarah. Good morning, Sarah. Thanks for being our icebreaker call. How can we serve you this morning? I recently read Jordan Belfort's book, The Wolf of Investing, and I'm wondering first, have either of you read that book? And second is, um, he contends that the best way to invest or the most efficient way is just investing in an S&P 500 index fund and to just skip the mutual funds, the hedge funds, and just invest in an in index fund. And I'm wondering what you think about that. Well, it's a very interesting question. And for a lot of folks who don't recognize the gentleman's name, Jordan Belfort, who was indeed portrayed in The Wolf of Wall Street as one of the least honorable human beings on the planet who took advantage of people and just was a dreadful person, has now reinvented himself as a quasi-respectable uh, financial uh, expert. Uh, Sarah, I would say that any book, any article, any show that 
presents an idea as the answer for a huge majority of people. Some would say in his book, he basically claims everyone should follow his instructions. They are wrong. They are simply wrong, not because they couldn't be right. For someone, that's very good advice. But for lots of folks, it will be dreadful advice. And the only way to tell is whether it matches up against what you wish your money to do for you. So one of the most important things and where we start, where Alyssa starts every single question, because she's been incredibly well trained. Mm Mm-hmm is what what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? So for some folks, using an S&P 500 index is a fantastic idea. For some folks, it's a dreadful idea. For him, it's simply a way of creating a paycheck. He just wrote a book so he could get paid and try to restore his reputation. Okay, good news. <laughs> I think so. uh, anything else we can help you with? Uh, no, that's good. I, I will say, though, that I was impressed by the fact that, you know, this is a guy who went to prison Mm. and and actually was able to turn himself around Mm. in prison. Yeah, we pray. I absolutely pray that that is true. And and that has happened more than a lot of folks are are, um, uh, aware of. There are a fair number of folks who who did exactly that. There was a gentleman many, many years ago, Michael Milken, who was credited with uh, inventing a type of bond, high yield bonds that really did open up the entire um, uh, capital market to a whole group of, of companies that needed assistance. He was unfortunately uh, pinched and spent some time in prison and really did turn his life around as well. Helped an awful lot of people when he left jail and uh, became very active in, in philanthropy and, uh, and caring about other people and helping people who have been uh, in jail. So, uh, yes, I pray for him, and, I, I, and uh, if he's turned his life around, fantastic, and, and uh, we wish him the best, and we wish you the best. Mm-hmm. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you, Sarah. God bless. Bye-bye. Yeah, difficult um, to, to overcome a reputation where uh, you've had Leonardo DiCaprio be the most depraved human being perhaps ever in the history <laughs> of finance, short of Bernie Madoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, portray on air in a film that was famous for using the F word 300 times. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that, that's a tough one to come back from. The fact that he's getting recognition from the uh, professional journals in our industry is an interesting thing. I think it is also a tribute to the fact that in the United States, in America, maybe in the world, maybe in human beings, curiosity about anything weird uh, sells and people want to hear those stories. They don't want to hear about, um, uh, you know, Jimmy who grew up in a small town, worked really hard, started a business, saved a lot of money, supported his family, put his kids through school, loves his grandkids and supports his church. Boring. Exactly. Boring. (laughs) So they'd rather hear about a guy that did just horrible things, spent time in jail. And then maybe, 833-707-7900. 833-707-7900. Back to the phone. Yes, and this time we're going to speak with Gary. Good morning, sir. How can we help you? Uh, good morning, Ellison and Jean. Um, I've got a question. Uh, it's somewhat of a moral issue, but it's definitely connected to finance. I have a small apartment house, 
I've got a gentleman in there that hasn't paid his rent since uh, November. And um, he's had medical problems in and out of the hospital, lost his job, uh, just spiraling down horribly. Mm. Uh, I really don't want to evict this gentleman, but it's obviously costing me a lot of money. I was giving him time to maybe uh, find a job, all this other, but it, it, because of his health concerns, uh, it's just probably not going to happen. So my question is, is there some government agency that I could contact that could give him help that I could keep him in the apartment um, with, without losing thousands of dollars? Hmm. Yeah, the answer is likely yes. And, and if not governmental, there may be some social agencies as well. In the past, uh, when I say the past, we're going back decades, I started my financial investment world uh, in real estate, in owning uh, rentals, um, multifamily buildings uh, through Lehigh and Northampton County, again, decades ago when the rules were much more accommodating than they are now. Um, and, and the opportunities were a little less stressful than they are now, but I appreciate your intention and your, your, your concern for this individual and your willingness to gosh, on his behalf, uh, uh, work to, uh, to see if you can resolve this. Uh, I would start with, um, um, what, what town is he in? What city is this, is the property in Whitehall? Yeah, I, I would start with Whitehall, go to the uh, the, the township uh, administrative building and, and, and start there, maybe just a phone call and say, hey, here's the situation I've got. Are you aware of anybody? The, the local township supervisors are going to have their finger not just on the pulse of government, but they're going to have their finger on the pulse of social, social agencies. A thousand years ago, I had a similar scenario. It was a young uh, a single mom, two children. And just really struggling. Um, the Catholic uh, Church had a support system for just exactly that situation, and we were able to work it out that uh, they would take care of the rent and help her kind of get back on her feet with um, uh, employment training and uh, interview skills, those kinds of things. Uh, it worked out really, really well for everybody. It wasn't a handout. She really had to work for it. She really had to show the effort. Um, but I was protected from a cash flow standpoint. I wasn't out of pocket. Uh, she was assisted and ended up not only uh, reemploying herself and getting back on her feet, but um, gosh, she ended up being a tenant of mine for 10 or 12 years after she no longer needed uh, support. So uh, start with the township. Uh, see if they can uh, provide you with uh, introductions to uh, either governmental agencies. Uh, certainly Lehigh County will have uh, uh, resources there as well. And, and, and again, make sure that you're uh, uh, casting the net pretty wide. Don't just restrict yourself to governmental uh, programs, but look for some social programs as well. Okay, great. Uh, I, I thought you would have uh, run across this at some point in time because I knew you invested in real estate for a long time. So I will start there, and hopefully they can point me in some kind of direction that we can resolve this situation. Thanks so much. You have, guys have a great day. God bless. You too. Yeah, that's a uh, challenging position to be in. Yeah. Uh, this gentleman is trying to be as compassionate as he possibly can be. Um <sighs> 
There are some Pennsylvania programs for rent assistance for people with hardships due to disabilities mm. and things. So um, it might be at a state level, but like you said, locally they might be more familiar with what those connections are. But just doing a search here, I'm finding some possible resources. You available. would hope that the uh, township supervisors would have uh, knowledge of, uh, kind of across the board, all the governmental agencies, and yeah, then hopefully or the state some... reps. Oh, very good yeah. idea. Yeah, that's a very good idea. Uh, 833-707-7900. We thank Gary. We thank Sarah. Yeah. Um, because that... Taking some pressure off pressure of a sleepy jean. <laughs> hey, cheer up. Cheer up, sleepy jean. There you go. Okay. Uh, so, happy birthday to you. Oh, thanks. And then the following day, Bobby Gunther was so you're a day older than Gunther? <laughs> That's yes. <laughs> the, the, I would never have suspected. Yeah, that. That's so great. I yeah. think it's your. It's good living. Uh-huh. I, think it's, I think it's the running part. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and a very special day tomorrow for a very special young lady. Yes, Juliana. She gets confirmed tomorrow. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. We all are. That's yeah. going to be fantastic and yeah. um, well deserved and um, an important step for a young woman. Yeah, very it important. Is. I, um, it means a lot to me because, well, you know, in our church, the program is pretty extensive. Some kids get confirmed and it's, I mean, no. Hi, welcome. Here's your Bible. Yeah, it's pretty like easy. Um, it's like a two year program in our church. A lot of time, a a lot of requirements. So when they achieve this, it's a big deal. Um, but for me, it's special because, um, I got confirmed at that church. Uh, she was baptized at that church. You know, it's been we've been there for a lifetime mm. and it's it's a nice milestone. I just wish that her brother could be home from school to be here for mm. it. He he won't be with us. Um, it would be nice if he could be. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a special um, celebration, uh, special indeed. And I'm sure she will be in his thoughts and vice versa. Yeah. And uh, as um, let's see, my youngest now, 26 and uh, my o- oldest daughter is um, theoretically three weeks away mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Uh, giving birth to her first. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you have special events, and up to this point, it's we're all together. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we're not. Yeah. And that's, that's a challenge. Yeah. That's a challenge. But um, hearts, minds, love, that's all the important stuff, and... That's going to be fantastic. We're very excited for her. Um, very special young lady and um, a future so bright it blinds me. <laughs> That's how bright it is. Well, you've and been gosh, a very good influence on her. I have been a very – that is – well, thank you for noticing. <laughs> me, personally, I don't like to shine that light on her. So. <clears throat> You're too humble to am, really point <clears throat> that out. <laughs> I am literally the world's best at being humble. Mm-hmm. That is so, I am so good, so great even at being humble. Uh, Super Bowl, have you picked a team? Are you rooting or you don't care? You, okay, it's not I don't, the Eagles? I, I don't care that much because it's not the Eagles, but I am rooting for the Chiefs. Andy Reid being the former coach mm-hmm. of the Eagles. Um, so I kind of have that, affinity, mm-hmm. you know, affinity for the Chiefs. I understand there's the underdog, so mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Two years in a row winning would be cool. cool. Mm-hmm. And 
I do like the Kelsey brothers because I feel oh. like I've gotten to know them through their podcast. I listen to it a little bit, and they're fun. Um, I love the brotherhood there, and so I just have kind of, I feel like, connection in that way. So that that's all. I, you know, I just, as long as it's a good game. You're not going to mention T-Swift? Um, I, <laughs> I'm annoyed at all of the, like, complaining about Taylor Swift being spotlighted at these games and Who's stuff. Who's complaining? A lot of people. Oh. Like, I'm so sick of seeing Taylor Swift. Stop uh, yeah, I'm like, give up, me a break. Please. I think it's cute. It's fun. There's no harm. They obviously, like, are in love. Great. Good for them. I'm happy for them. There's no reason to be whining about it. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Seemingly a really cool kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, married to a beautiful girl who apparently is going to be in the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. This year. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> let's not get all hating on T-Swift. Right. Uh, everybody's got a life. Everybody's building. Everybody, they're young kids, particularly. Yeah. Why not? Travis. He's an old boy. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody is thinking out there, oh, that Taylor Swift, such a what is she, 32, 3, 4? I don't know. 4, 5, 7, 42, 3? Younger than me. <laughs> That's I, all I know. I'll bet not by much. Uh, she, she's a talented, successful oh my gosh. person. She, uh, I, th- I think she's amazing. And strong yeah. business person. has got great head on her shoulders. Yep. Made some strong, courageous choices, powerful choices. Put the product aside and look at the accomplishment. Um, fantastic. Absolutely. And by the way, anybody that can do a concert in Japan and then get on your own plane <laughs> and fly to Las Vegas, yeah, you've done something pretty impressive. Absolutely. That's, yeah, I think it's awesome. And and from from me personally to Taylor on the flight back, Domo Origato. <laughs> Mr. Roboto. <laughs> sorry, that's basically all I got. Gentlemen, this is specifically for you. Do not forget. Next week's Valentine's mm. Day. What, ex, what? Would it hurt you to get a card? Come on, would <laughs> just a little something. <laughs> uh, Josh Hurley's right down the street from us, so mm-hmm. if, gosh, there was a time when that was the bailout. Now, uh, how excited would you be if Zach brought home like five pounds of chocolate? <laughs> well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love it, mm. but I've had my share. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I know a very special woman who works at Josh Early, and oh. um, I appreciate it even more now just because when I see it, I think of her. We had a mm. uh, gift from a client that brought in this, brought us a, a what, a pound of Josh Early <laughs> the other day, and I saw the box and I said the same thing. I had a chance to uh, interview the brothers and a brother and sister who are now currently running that operation. We have clients who are strongly connected and mm-hmm. it's just, uh, yes, smile for sure. Yeah. But, uh, I don't sm- need any more chocolate. Uh, one, one more piece or two more pieces, five pounds. I don't yeah. actually hang on a second. We have the strong connection to Joshua. Five pounds should be your minimum. That is what any respectable human being would give to their Valentine. Husband and wife and all the children, make sure <laughs> that you're lining up as we speak. Do support your local chocolate maker. Chocolatier, they call them chocolatier, chocolatier mm-hmm. which is like masketeer, but it's, oh no, did they make stuff out of mouth? Yeah. Oh, that's gross. That is it's so different. Gross. It's different. Oh, okay, back to chocolatier. Okay, very good. And how ironic, five pounds of chocolate on Valentine's Day and Lent. 
Oh, yeah, there will be Fosh Knocks in the office on Tuesday. Uh, so there will be Fosh Knocks. Jimmy Fosh Knocked and Dolores. <laughs> no? Okay. No. 833-707-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Gene at AskMTM.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. After this on More Than Money. Could hide neath the wings of the bluebird as she sings. The six o'clock alarm would never ring, but it rings and I rise, wipe the sleep out of my eyes. My shaven razor's cold and it stings. Well, I think that aptly describes our entire uh, show here. Uh, uh, homecoming and a, and a dreamer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, sleepy Jean. Uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, some days it's totally appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Totally appropriate. Mm. Sleepy indeed. And if you are just joining us, we had a uh, wonderful evening at Arts Quest with uh, Philly Funk. We get to dance a little bit. And uh, really enjoyed the great music. Got home a little later than normal. Oh, Dark 30 came a little earlier than normal. So, yeah, Sleepy Jean. It is. Mm -hmm. And God bless. It's all good. (laughs) Uh, Birthday girl to my left, Alyssa Young, celebrating a birthday, 28 years old. Mm -hmm. Which... Makes, it's weird because my son's going to be 19 yeah, in a couple I know, the weeks. Whole, it's weird. The whole junior high school thing. Yeah. Well, she was raised in a trailer. So, and moving her oh. along. Uh, Bobby Gunther Walsh, uh, birthday the day after. So yeah. you're just slightly older than Gunther. Yeah. That's fantastic. And we grew up together. Uh, Juliana going to, well, he never grew up. So that <laughs> we know that's a fib. Uh, Juliana being confirmed tomorrow. That's fantastic. Uh, we will be there, um, 9.30 service at Holy Cross up in Morristown. You are welcome to come and join and celebrate with us. Uh, we will be uh, in attendance, and uh, gosh, that'd be great if yeah. uh, you are so inclined. And for those of you who are going, gosh, we've been listening to these two for a long time. But we have no idea what they look like. <laughs> um, so... When you get there, look for a girl with curly hair that's 28 years old. Mm-hmm, that's that, me. That's her. <laughs> and then uh, for Jean, look for a guy that's hanging out with a really smoking hot woman. <laughs> that would be Diane. That's, if, that's if, that, if, if that is her real name, please. Witness protection. There's so many rules. Oh, my gosh. So bottom line, and uh, then look for a wonderful young 14-year-old <laughs> young woman who's being confirmed should be wearing a white robe. She's the best. <laughs> she's the best. Um, happy Valentine's Day in advance. Lent starts right there. So do not, well, no, 
buy the five-pound box of chocolate, Josh Hurley, buy the several <laughs> yeah. five-pound boxes, and then just give them away. Okay. <laughs> um, markets did very well again. We are on a really wonderful roll. Lots of folks are kind of scratching their head going, why? S&P was um, uh, crossed over 5,000 for mm-hmm. the first time this week. Um, Dow crossed 38,000 for the first time this week. NASDAQ is up 14 out of 15 weeks. Lots of interesting stuff going on in the investment markets. You may have questions about that. That's why we invented 833-707-7900. Alexander, well, I called him Alex. Alex Bell and I, we were hanging and we're going, okay, we're going to do this show thing. Uh, I was with uh, Marconi, uh, Marco. Please, we were close. Mm -hmm. And uh, Marco's going, look, I got this thing radio where you can talk to people and they can get information from you. But how are we going to get them to talk to us? And then Alex and I were, well, Al. I mean, after a couple beers, Al Bell. And um, (laughs) he came up with 833-707-7900. And um, gosh, I don't even want to talk to you about how many people I had to work with on this whole email thing. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. Fantastic indeed. Uh, One of our most loyal listeners lets us know that for the gentleman who is uh, struggling to pay his rent Mm. and the gentleman is trying to help, Mm -hmm. if he is a veteran, there are some fairly substantial programs available for Mm, veterans. Sure, good idea. That would be a very good question to ask. Thank you very much. Absolutely outstanding. Um, Oh, very good. Um, Again, loyal listener, thanks for the excellent excellent description of real estate investing and your thoughts on the risks involved. We talked about that last week a little bit. Mm -hmm. People going, ah, it's perfect. And, Risk-free, and I'm going poo-poo caca. Yeah, quite um, the opposite, actually. Always glad to listen to your show with Alyssa. Mm-hmm. Look at you getting billings. That's really nice. <laughs> very, very nice indeed. Uh, I can't put that aside. I've got one coming up here. Um, 833-707-7900. Gentleman writes, my parents bought me a, an, a traditional IRA annuity from one of the big three insurance companies about 40 years ago. 40 years ago, I'm guessing that's probably was true. There was probably three or four very large insurance companies. Now there's tons. Yeah. Uh, it pays 3.5% annually on annuity purchases and allows for a yearly tax deduction on contributions. Yeah, it's an IRA. Very good. I'm now 60, and this annuity is scheduled to annuitize annuitize, very important word, in November of this year. Uh, For the first 20 years, I only contributed small amounts and had about $20,000 in balance until 2012 when I transferred money from a former 401k, 112 grand, not a small number. Um, I also borrowed 10,000 for the purchase of my first home in 2001. To date, I have a $163,000 balance still being compounded at 3.5%. That's fascinating. Mm. Uh, We're talking about, uh, gosh, what, probably 40 years, 3.5 year in, year out. Some years that stunk. Some years that was great. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I feel I'm losing money due to recent record inflation. I think there must be a better investment option. 
I'm single, currently planning on working to age 67, so that's seven years in the future. Uh, I have a modest salary. My mortgage is paid off. I have a tiny pension I have not yet taken, and I think they only pay enough for monthly groceries. Mm. That's not nothing. No, it's better than nothing. Hey, uh, sorry uh, you don't get much of a pension, but we're going to give you free groceries for life. I'd take it. Uh, That's not (laughs) a bad thing, especially if Andrew's home. Exactly. Uh, can you give me some good advice? Oh, demanding. I can give you bad advice. <laughs> the no, advice <laughs> we can give you, making it good, that costs extra. Okay. Uh, I, I am meeting with my agent in February, and I don't want to go in clueless. I enjoy your show, and I'm confident I'm talking to the right person. Well, you're very, very kind. Nice. So what advice are we going to give this individual? Okay, so to recap the the highlights for as far as like decision making now, sure. right? Yeah. Um, you said his balance is one hundred sixty three thousand. It's been compounding, still is compounding at three and a half percent. Not very good. No, it's not. And he's got seven more years of working. So I'm gonna assume he doesn't need money out of this for the next seven years. Correct. So what I would recommend to start. Um, is when he's meeting with the agent to request some quotes for annuitization. So he has some numbers to work with uh, for comparison purposes. And what I mean by that would be is is saying like, okay, if I were to take the option to turn this into an income stream, what kind of income is it going to give me? And then you can take that information and look at some options you might have to improve your situation. Because when I look at this description and think, oh, I've got $163,000, it's only earning 3.5%, my guess is you can take that money, roll it into a different annuity that's going to pay better rates and defer that income for seven years and you might very well have much higher income options somewhere else than you do in this product. It's worth exploring. That's my first um, instinct and reaction to. to yeah, it's a out. it's a very good instinct and you're right. Three and a half percent is, oh, it's okay. It's not a reason to stay. The red flag that I saw was the word annuitize. Mm-hmm. Annuitize, um, for those who are not familiar, and there's most of you are not, because it's not something that very many people do anymore. It's, right. it's not normally in a person's best interest. The annuity company takes all the money that's there, currently 163. They do their internal calculations. That's why actuaries get such high income, because they're calculating all this stuff out. Um, and they give you a monthly income for the rest of your life. Yep. Generally speaking, um, current interest rates are not high enough to make that terribly attractive. It also is inappropriate for this gentleman because he's seven years away from I want my income. Right. Uh, because it's an IRA, he has a remarkable list of options. Mm-hmm. If it were simply a non-qualified annuity, a non-IRA annuity, he kind of has to either stay where he is or go to another annuity. Right. With an IRA, he can go to another annuity, which might very well be a good choice. Mm-hmm. Or. Or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> or he can go to an IRA that is not an annuity, take the 163 and invest it in 
an unlimited <laughs> number of options, sure. all of which, and, and Alyssa started uh, most appropriately with, you've got to explore. You've got to sit with someone prior to going to your agent. Your agent, sadly, <laughs> is almost certainly in a position where if you stay, he or she makes money. If you leave, he or she loses money. There's an inherent conflict of interest there that will likely prevent you from getting unbiased advice. So getting a second opinion from someone who is unbiased, someone who, if you said to the unbiased second opinion advisor, I think I want to go to a different annuity. They would go, okay. Mm, now, you know what I thought? No, I think what I'm going to do is put it in an IRA and invest in uh, in buffered ETFs. Okay. Now, you know what? I think I changed my mind. I think what I'll do for now is put it into an IRA and put a big chunk of it in CDs and then a big chunk of it in mutual funds in the stock market. Okay. Because an unbiased uh, third party, unbiased second opinion meeting is uh, provided by someone who is agnostic about what you choose, mm -hmm. but they are vehement, passionate about choosing something that fits you. Yep. They, their compensation is fundamentally the same, whether you pick any of the options or something totally different. Yeah. And so what fits you is going to be determined by a more detailed <clears throat> conversation about cash flow needs and other resources and all that good stuff. Yeah, lots of options. Lots of options. But annuitizing in November not a good is idea. not a good idea. Yeah. Now, you don't need to do that now. Speaking of lots of options, uh, this is one of the simpler emails that we will handle. Okay. Doesn't make it easy. Okay, you're right. Simple, but... I'm 60. I have $1.5 million in an IRA. How do I make sure this money lasts the rest of my life? <laughs> I told you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There. Well, there's a lot of uh, missing information <laughs> from that very simple email. So you start with a simple question, but it gets a lot more complicated to answer it. Um, yeah. We need to ask lots of questions. Yeah, the, the simple answer, if if you want to, how do I make sure, I, I'm, I had to reread that, how do, if, if he had said, or she had said, how do I insure, then, yeah, annuities can do that. Sure. Annuities, uh, that is the definition of what annuities do. They convert capital into a guaranteed, <clears throat> excuse me, income stream for the entirety of your life that you can, based on the financial strength of that company and based on their uh, uh, aversion to going bankrupt and losing <laughs> your money, um, based on their um, uh, uh, longevity, their, their longevity, and it ensures your longevity. Mm -hmm. Having said that, <laughs> th this is w one of the... Um, it's a very good demonstration of how so many people um, have not yet learned enough from more than money shows to have an appreciation for the the texture of or or the context is a better word context mm -hmm. answering a question in a vacuum mm -hmm. is tragic. 
yeah. and and has no value and, and brings little or nothing to the table for them or for anybody else. If we knew what kind of an income this individual needed, mm-hmm. that would solve a lot of our problems <laughs> right there. It's, right. If this also said uh, my Social Security and pension are double what I need to live on <laughs> there, you know, that that sheds I, a little more yeah, light. I think we would have stumbled into an answer there. <laughs> yeah. How do I make sure I never run out of money? You already did. Yes. You're good to go. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah. There are some chocolates on the corner. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, and bless him. $1.5 million, It's a serious sum of money. Uh, 60 years old. He's got, she, 40 more good, healthy years ahead of them. A million five over 40 years? That's not a lot of money. Right. And if you bump into something silly or something exciting that requires a substantial sum of money, then it's really not a lot of money. So being very... Um, thoughtful and very uh, careful uh, and exploring, exploring. Very good idea. Classic example of the it depends. That 1.5 million is more than enough for 40 years if If. you don't actually need it to live on. If you do, it's going to be a little more challenging. Mm. Yeah. Challenging. Yeah, that's every day for us. (laughs) 833-707-7900. We go back to the phones. All right, we're going to talk with Lance. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How can we help you? Here's my question. I have uh, stock in IBM. Okay. And IBM sold off a division called Kendrill in the... the, the, uh, It's KD on the... Stock exchange. Okay. And my question is, when I, if I sell it, and I'm not, I don't plan on selling it because Kendrill seems to be doing pretty well. Kendrill Holdings. Um, how do I base the sale? The the beginning point on it is it what what they sold it for? In other words, when they sold it, they said, okay, this stock is now worth uh, fifteen dollars, and this was. I don't know, four or five years ago, and now it's at, I don't know, just say $20. Mm-hmm. Do I base a sale price based on what IBM put it on the market at or what, what the new company was valued at? Yeah, it could go one of two ways, uh, Lance. There are spinoffs that are created with zero cost basis. They they simply issue stock. You you bought into IBM, and I'm using IBM as as a general example. So everybody listening, this is the way it will work. Uh, many companies spin off uh, divisions, so we'll use IBM as an example. Let's uh, assume for the moment that when they spun off uh, Kendrill, that it, w- it was a hundred dollars a share at IBM, and you had paid fifty. So you had a cost basis of fifty. You had an embedded capital gain of a hundred. IBM could have uh, chosen to spin off this new division at zero cost basis, meaning that in essence it was a freebie. Here you go. You've got stock. You've got no cost basis. If you sell it, you're going to have capital gains, either short term or long term. Since it was four or five years ago, we now know it's long term. Or they could have allocated your original cost basis in my demonstration numbers, that $50 against the $100 of IBM. They could have allocated that between the spinoff and IBM. 
They could have in the original documentation that you're going to have to research, or you can go directly to shareholder services, uh, either at the spinoff or at IBM, and say, hey, I was there. Here's what I've got. What was my cost basis? It's not uncommon that they allocate the cost basis on a percentage basis. So let's say the, the new division was 4% of uh, what IBM was valued prior. So 4% of $50, your original cost basis is 2 bucks. So your cost basis is 2 bucks. They could have done it either way. I don't personally know which way they did it a number of years ago when they did the spinoff. That's something that you're going to have to uh, determine yourself. Uh, but again, shareholder services should be able to help you rather easily. If you are in a pickle and you end up, and many people do, particularly folks who end up kind of many, many years later selling this and they're going, what's your cost base? I go, I don't know. If the IRS hears you say, I don't know, they will assume zero. Mm -hmm. So it's really uh, appropriate. The fact that you're not uh, kind of particularly interested in selling right now is great because that gives you the time to do a little bit of research, get the number in your hand. When you are ready, <clears throat> then you'll know what your tax uh, impact will be for selling, keeping, et cetera. Excellent. So let's just say what well, you said as an example, mm-hmm. $2, Yeah. right? And it's worth $20. So I'm looking at an $18 gain, correct? Sure. Yeah. Okay. There's actually spinoff information on Kindrel's website that talks about the fair market value of uh, IBM and the distribution rate. So it gives a a value for the Kindrel stock at the spinoff time. That should help. I did not know that. Excellent. Google is our friend. (laughs) Lance, thank you so much for the phone call. Google it. Thank you, sir. Excellent. Thank you very much. Yeah, God bless. Uh, cost basis can be uh, challenging. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spinoffs, most people don't bump into these. Maybe 10, 15% of the folks that we deal with have had a spinoff on a stock. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, most recently, the Warner Brothers spinoff from AT&T. Right? Um, and uh, Philip Morris has had about 10 different spinoffs, and, and, and they're very common. A lot of our clients do not invest in individual stocks, yeah. so they don't get involved, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but cost basis can be tricky. Stocks, real estate, it's fascinating. Even mutual funds. It's funny. I always feel bad when um, I have to give my clients homework. So sometimes they transfer accounts in for us to manage, and sometimes they include some legacy holdings, and um, the cost basis information doesn't arrive into Charles Schwab, right? right? And they want me to handle this investment. And I say, well, I before I just go and sell this, mm. we need to know what your cost basis is so we can talk about capital gains tax implications. And I'm like, any idea when you bought this? And, you know, like, mm. I, and they have to go digging through some records. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry for the homework. Mm. But if you want to um, limit your exposure to taxes, you have to do a little digging. And again, shareholder services, if uh, it's an individual stock, a lot of times uh, the company itself has a shareholder services or they use CompuShare. That's very common. Yeah. Um, mutual funds, ETFs, shareholder services. 
in some cases, stocks are now charging 50 bucks to do a cost basis analysis. It's cheap. That, 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 that is a very worthy investment to get an accurate number. Save you thousands of dollars, potentially. And <laughs> hours and hours and anxiety and, um, you know, bedwetting. I mean, it's just really mm-hmm. not good. They, so you've got to go, oh. well, oh. <laughs> <clears throat> it was it was an offhand reference. <laughs> You're like, I've, I, I have no experience with this. <laughs> I've just heard. Well, not for years, anyway. Uh, did make high school interesting. Oh, anyway. My. Um, mutual funds have a fascinating um, twist to the cost basis calculation that um, has surprised many, many people over the years. If you invested in, I'm picking uh, Vanguard, we'll pick on Vanguard Healthcare uh, just for fun, uh, and you've had it 30 years, and you put uh, $20,000 in it, and it's now worth $100,000, and you're shaking your head going, oh, I got to pay tax on 80 grand. This is killing likely you won't because mutual funds that are set up with automatic dividend reinvestment, automatic distribution reinvestment, uh, dividends, capital gains, etc. You've already paid tax on all the distributions year by year by year. So your cost basis has grown dramatically. We've actually had individuals who put 20 in, saw $100,000 come out, and they showed a tax loss. Oh, pretty interesting stuff. Speaking of interesting, that's that's Bruce. <laughs> but time. Okay, eight three three seven zero seven seventy nine hundred. Try not to get distracted by the music, Gene. Keep moving. <laughs> Alyssa at askmtm.com. We're back after this on more than money. Welcome back to the second hour of More Than Money. If you're just joining us, you have not missed completely the first hour. You have the chance to revisit that. Monday, right around noon, we'll post the show on our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. By that point, John will have worked his magic with the electrons. That goes to Megan. Megan works her magic. And gets that posted to the website so that you can podcast that. You can recheck something. You can hear uh, the questions that were asked. We had really interesting questions in the first hour. Some very, very insightful stuff. Um, starting with Sarah talking about a uh, former convicted felon. Now, <laughs> now uh, wishing you to trust him for good investment advice. Uh, and right on down to... Uh, Trying to figure out the cost basis on a stock split. That's an interesting uh, challenge. Cost basis can be very, very challenging, but the work you put in, every dollar of cost basis you can find is a one less dollar that Uncle Sam taxes. Mm -hmm. And since they're all hoes, 
every single one of them. They all want your money so they can spend it the way they want. Yeah, they want the maximum tax. Um, uh, nothing uh, could demonstrate that more fully than the current uh, Biden-Harris uh, um, world tour of bringing, uh, hey, uh, let's go to Harrisburg and give them money. Let's go to Philly and give them money. Let's forgive student debt. Let's buy as many votes as we possibly can. With our money? No, that would be bribery. With your tax dollars, that's politics. I sat with Keith Stroll um, for a few hours on Thursday with my clients to talk about estate planning. And I think in two of those meetings, um, the conversation kind of evolved into the inheritance taxes, such thievery. All of this stuff has been taxed already. And why are they taxing it again? (laughs) Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> in reality, we live in a triple tax system. Mm. You earn money, you are taxed. You hang on and save money, you are taxed. You die with money, you are taxed. Triple taxes. That's gross. And and that's just the obvious. Then throw in the real estate taxes, the school taxes, yeah. the sales taxes, the excise taxes. Uh, there was a study done years ago that the average American is actually paying virtually half of their income in some form of tax. The other uh, tax-related conversation that was interesting that I had this week was two different clients, two different meetings. Um, Both of them are moving to another state in the near future, one of them to South Carolina, one of them to North Carolina. And they asked me about how is stuff taxed in those states. Mm. And it's interesting to compare the systems um, each state has for retirement income. So like Pennsylvania does not tax your IRA distributions. Whereas South Carolina is one example, um, you get a deduction from your taxable retirement income. So part of it's taxed, mm. part of it's not. And they have like a range of rates. Mm. Then North Carolina, my initial research showed that it's all taxed, at, I think, four and a half percent. They don't have deduction. So every state's different. And, um, you know, that's part of the if you're making some decisions that you think are in part financial, it takes some work. But taxes are a really big component of, you know, that overall financial picture for you. They are real. They are not simply an urban myth. (laughs) But, yeah, too many times do they take a piece of the pie. Indeed, Um, uh, which is why Little Debbie's pies are the best. Agreed. Agreed. Perfect. Okay. (laughs) 833-707-7900. We're going to go back to the phones and welcome Adam to the show. Good morning. Oh, good morning. How can we help you today? Um, I I used to do tasty cakes, personally. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) I mean, you can't go wrong. (laughs) I don't... Yeah, I don't do those things anymore. I got to watch the waste, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I uh, I'm calling about. Um, I think these people may be the same people that are selling gold. So that's right up your alley, Gene. <laughs> um, the people I'm calling about are selling home title lock, mm-hmm. and they want us to go to the official place where our home title records are stored. And check to make sure our home titles haven't been stolen. And I was thinking, yeah, I I think I'm going to go to lead them where my personal home title <laughs> is uh, stored and, um, and then get 
get socked into uh, a home title lock for a repeat from monthly fee. And I was just wondering how serious should I take these people um, or what I heard as a threat about having my home's pertinent title information stolen. So corrupt individuals can use my home as collateral to mm. secure a loan. Yeah, it's a fair so question. Really... Yeah, it's a fair question, and and of course, as as everyone knows, this is a um, uh, this is rampant. This is running rampant through every neighborhood in America, because Alyssa, your next door neighbor reported no reported mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. One my in my neighborhood, uh, I'm sorry. One out of every eighty-two million. Is that seriously? Yeah. One out of eighty every eighty-two yeah, million yeah. had their title stolen. Yeah, ninety-six hundred titles in total. That's one out of eighty-two million homeowners. And and I think <laughs> and, and and I'm going by distant memory. I think like one out of fourteen hundred houses has a fire. So the, you know, homeowners insurance, you go. That makes perfect sense. One out of eighty-two so this million. This is a real thing. It is a it is a real thing. If if you. If you count also, you could be hit by a meteorite, which is about the same odds, <laughs> one out of 82 million. Um, okay. Yeah, Bitcoin, smoke and mirrors. I think this is largely smoke and mirrors. I don't. I, I have never personally even heard of someone who has had their title stolen uh, other okay. than the folks who are on radio saying, they showed me. And, and I like Sean Hannity, don't get me wrong, but he gets a little bit dramatic. Um, uh, I'm not sure I like him too much, but that's, that's me. <laughs> Adam, okay. we appreciate the call. It's not something we endorse, but uh, everybody make your own decision. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Sir. Oh, great. That's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> because I'm, I'm ignorant. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm calling you to get myself educated. Well, then just keep your money in your wallet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank uh, you so good. much, sir. 833 uh, 900 uh, email. I just closed it out, so I'll pop that right up. Uh, good morning, Jean and Alyssa. Good morning. Recently retired, I had a 401k with the company where I was employed. After a few months, I rolled it to a Vanguard IRA because of the variety of funds they had available. Makes mm. perfect sense. I am mm-hmm. confused why I received a 1099 form for the full amount. Mm-hmm. Since none of it was spent but merely transferred to an IRA, can you please elaborate on that? <laughs> By the way, signed, party on, dude. Oh, nice. Nice. Must have been at Music Fest Cafe last night. Or he's <gasps> going to Point Phillips tonight. Oh, maybe. Uh, good. Uh, no worries about that. I actually had a couple people bring that up in the, over the last couple weeks as well as all those tax documents are arriving in the mail. Um, you will receive a 1099 showing a rollover of retirement account, but it will have a little box with a code that indicates it was a transfer or a rollover and the distribution is not taxable. So you don't have to get, don't panic. Uh, Just because you receive that tax form uh, does not mean it's a taxable distribution. It still gets reported to the IRS that the funds were moved. It gets Um, reported to the IRS. It does. Um. Uh, is is that common? Yes. With IRAs? <laughs> yes. And 401ks? Yes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of folks are under the very serious misimpression that they must give permission for their IRA custodian or their 401k custodian to share information with the IRS. Hmm. That is a oof, very, very seriously um, 
uh, uh, egregious misunderstanding of how things work. Um, yes, the IRS is informed when your money left the 401k, they are required by law to report to the IRS it left. Yep. When the money arrived at the IRA at Vanguard, they are, this may sound familiar, required by law to report that to the IRS, which is why Alyssa's assurance that you can sleep easy is absolutely true. Uh, whether you were familiar with all that or not is irrelevant. The IRS is very familiar. Mm -hmm. They got all the information that they need. There are folks who are surprised to learn that IRA custodians are required to report to the IRS account balances on an annual basis. Mm -hmm. So when somebody gets a little bit uh, kind of jacked up and they're going, well, how do they know? Oh, please. They, they knew what money you put in. They knew what money you moved. They knew how much it was and where it was. And they've been using it, salivating, waiting for that day <laughs> where you turn the RMD and all of a sudden, bang, they get some money mm -hmm. and they get some eat. They're like cha-ching payday. Uh, that's exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, more money that we can give away and hopefully buy votes. <laughs> that probably was not connected to that particular question. But um, all the reporting is, uh, it, it's pretty invasive, mm. uh, but it's also pretty understandable. In mm -hmm. this case, saves this gentleman from that fear of, gosh, I got to put this on my tax return and maybe I have to pay tax on it. No, you don't. Uh, it will be reported and then it'll be reported. If you're doing your own taxes, they will guide you with the software. If you're having a professional done, they're going to go, oh, please. Yeah. S seriously, see this little code that means nothing to you? That means it's not taxable. Yeah, it's a, that little letter or number or whatever it is in that box is a big deal. <laughs> it is? Yes. Yeah. Is, uh, considering that it could be hundreds You know, of actually, I have worked with a gentleman <clears throat> Who, who did a rollover years ago year like i forget how many 10 plus that was not correctly marked on mm. that 1099 as a rollover that 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 box was empty and it should uh. have indicated that it was a rollover okay so we're talking about like i said 10 plus years of of growth and well not a lot of growth unfortunately because it wasn't really well invested mm. but um this money would move from a 401k into an ira and all this time has passed and now he wanted to do something different with it and the entire amount taxable. would be taxable mm. because that rollover box mm. was incorrectly not checked and he waited too long to raise a red flag <sighs> about it and say this was an error mm. i tried mm. to get it fixed mm. no luck they're like sorry mm. it's you know it's too late so do be mindful that it is correct but you don't have to panic that do be mindful yeah yeah do be brothers do be brothers exactly <laughs> yeah uh, gentleman writes, I'm writing to ask your advice about beneficiaries of, on a retirement account. Okay. Uh, my former wife, that's an interesting way to start, who is a wonderful person. Aww. Isn't that lovely? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she and I are parents of two great young men. Uh, tragically, she has developed dementia. Mm. Uh, she's now being cared for. Uh, before she became seriously ill, she asked me to be her POA, ex-husband. Okay. Very, very cool. 
Uh, I made sure that our boys were listed as joint beneficiaries on her Tia Craft account. Okay. Tia Craft, for lots of folks who may not bump into them, it's a form of retirement plan, typically educators, lots of nonprofits. Yep. Uh, I, I'm, I'm editing because I'm respectful of their privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, worked locally, got it. Current balance, about $900,000, a very substantial sum of money. Yes. Uh, he says it is these monies that makes it possible for the boys and me to arrange for her long-term care. That's good. God bless him. Her attorney has told me that the beneficiaries, I'm sorry, as beneficiaries of the retirement account, the boys' money will come to them directly and quickly, and this transaction is separate from, not controlled by, her will. Correct. Okay. Three questions. When she passes away, will the boys receive their shares in a retirement account for them? That is, will the money go uh, only into their existing or reti- or future retirement funds or will it be paid as ordinary income? Let's start with that one first. It will be an inherited IRA. So potentially, yes. Yeah. So it doesn't go if they have their own IRAs uh, that they own and they've been contributing to. Mm. It would not get consolidated with that because right. there are different distribution rules when you mm. inherit a retirement account. And and very strident, stringent rules. Oh yes. Yeah. This this is not something to be cavalier about. Uh, inherited IRAs, um, an entire separate subset of IRA rules and done improperly. Oh, what a mess. Mm. Done properly should be fine. The tax question, uh, uh, that was a part of that. Mm. Um, The distributions they take out of that would be taxed as ordinary income, but not at the, uh, not at the time of inheriting. You're, you're, you're jumping ahead. No, didn't you just say Mm. something about taxed as ordinary income? That's where it ends. It could be taxed as ordinary income. When they take money out of the account. What what if they do something silly and just take the entire amount? Oh, well, then, yeah. Then wow. It would. Yeah, don't do that. Painful. As beneficiaries, uh, will the boys owe Pennsylvania death taxes on the money they get? Yes. <clears throat> but this may change your answer. One boy lives in New York and one boy lives in California. doesn't matter. What? The state where the person, the decedent, the person who dies lives is what dictates the inheritance tax. Yeah. Uh, Pennsylvania direct uh, descendant pays. Four and a half percent. Yeah. Not a small number on 900 grand. No. Uh, Something pushing 40,000 bucks. Yeah. (sighs) Um, But necessary. Uh, Must it come from these, this account? No, from the estate. From the estate. Mm-hmm. So assuming um, or or hopefully if she has other assets, bank accounts, etc., mm-hmm. there may be enough to cover the estate taxes so that it's really to the boy's benefit to keep as much in the IRA as possible. Yes, because if they have to take money out of the IRA to pay the estate tax, <coughs> that's also taxed as ordinary uh, income. <laughs> stinks. Yeah. Uh, will the boys owe any federal taxes on the retirement money they receive? Um, not if it's rolled over into an IRA at the time of receiving it, they won't owe 
federal taxes. The federal estate tax exemption is $13 million per person right now. How about income tax? As they take it out of the account, yes. The phrase, as they take it out of the account, is, um, is a rather um, benign, kind of gentle. It's very nice. Uh, it's very accurate. Very accurate. Um, <clears throat> it, can, it can either be rather reasonable or dreadful mm. uh, if they make the error in judgment of uh, 450 grand. You know, I, I always wanted to redo the kitchen. I think I'll just take that money. 450 will likely push them into the, the stratosphere. Yeah. Yes, a very high tax bracket. For those of you who are not familiar, I think almost everyone is, but if you're not, tax brackets start very modestly. Mm-hmm. You could pay a very small amount of, from a percentage standpoint, of, of tax on your on your income. As you add income, it gets pretty stinky and it can get pretty stinky pretty fast <laughs> but i guarantee you 450 on top of whatever other income these sons may have that will be stinky so the idea that an inherited ira can be spread out over 10 years might very well end up being very beneficial mm-hmm. of course uh it depends depends i had a cool uh scenario a young man who's in his 20s who is finishing his education, who's getting a master's degree, inherited a decent sum of money from his uncle and um, came to us to say, what do I do with this? And the mo- the biggest portion of his inheritance was in an inherited IRA. And we were able to take advantage of his very low, virtually non-existent income wow. last year yeah. to take a larger distribution <laughs> from the inherited IRA last year at the lowest possible tax rate. So we figured out the most he could take out and stay within the 10% tax bracket and pay a low tax rate on that amount and put that money into an account that he's investing for future home purchase. Nice. And now over the next 10 years, as he has to distribute the rest of the account, he won't be able to take out as much at a low tax rate, but at least we got a really great start and we did a nice big chunk that was a fun strategy uh, to yes, figure out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Tax planning often is uh, um, misinterpreted to be, uh, let's find a way to hide money <laughs> or let's find an investment that gives us really big tax deductions. In general, really bad ideas. However, playing a low tax bracket can be a fabulous idea. If someone gave you the opportunity to take out a chunk of money and and guaranteed you that your tax bracket would be, you would get to keep 90%. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How happy would you be? Mm. You happy. would want as much money as you could possibly get at 10%, get, mm. get, keeping 90%. Fabulous idea. Often missed is that if, if we're looking just at, uh, I have a very good friend. He's a great guy. He's retired. He and his wife, she was a school teacher. They're just great people, wonderful people. They love their family. Oh, my gosh. And the grandkids, oh, are you kidding me? If you simply look at mom and dad and their tax situation, you go, this, you're kind of screwed. It's, you're, it's very high. you got a high income. If, on the other hand, you look at, for example, stock, uh, hey, if I if I sell this, it's, uh, I'm going to just get pounded. 
What if we gifted it to your grandchildren? <laughs> they have a tax bracket that's near, oh, wait a second, it's zero. So uh, we, in the family tax planning, we can find zero tax brackets. Maybe it's grandchildren. Maybe it's, unfortunately, children. Maybe it's mom and dad where you can help support them creatively mm-hmm. getting money that would cost you 25, 30, 40 cents on the dollar to get out that maybe cost them five cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. And as a family, you've just saved a terrific amount of money. Uh, Alyssa's um, use of the word strategy or tactic, absolutely appropriate. It's the kind of idea that can come about only one way. Let me ask you a few questions. Yeah. Let me take a peek at your tax return. Let me see where you're going. Tell me about your family. And all those questions that some people, not very many anymore, certainly not listeners to our show, but some people find, oh, intrusive. You're so nosy. You just want to know everything. And the answer is, let me think. Yup. The more I know. To best help you. Oh, to best help. Yeah. Yeah, the doctor that I find uh, most uh, uh, unsettling. So what's wrong? My shoulder kind of hurts. Let me look. Okay, steroids. See ya. You, You didn't want to ask any other questions. You, you didn't want to poke and prod. Maybe, I don't know, that thing around your neck. You didn't want to, like, yeah. drop a stethoscope on something. Mm-hmm. Nothing? <laughs> That's terrifying. Mm. As opposed to the doctor that says, your shoulder hurts. How's your diet? How's your, what about, let's check, let's do some blood work. Maybe an x-ray. Maybe some tests. Maybe some. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Because the answer could be very, very far from your shoulder. Yeah. And in this case, your case, the answer is very, very far from investing. It's in the tax bracket. And it's in getting money to a position where you could save to buy a home. What a great idea. Uh, Congratulations. Thanks. Well done, you. (laughs) Ah, uh, last break of the show. That will give you 23 and a half minutes left when we return. So if you wish to have your questions asked and answered, 833-707-7900, Alyssa, A-O-Y-S-S-A at AskMTM.com. We'll take your emails, your calls after this on More Than Money. last night they uh-huh. could have done this last <laughs> night we would have been bugging into that uh-huh. 
All right, sure. don't, don't get your hopes up, ladies. I, my dance moves are rather modest, but I love the music. I just mm-hmm. love being there. I love the music. Uh, the young lady to my left, on the other hand, dancing queen right there, right there. And Diane, Diane loves to dance. She loves music and loves live music and loves to be there. So, gosh, a few hours out. It's fantastic. So welcome back. More Than Money. You've got Alyssa Young. You've got John Elliott. You've got Gene Dickinson. You've got 833-707-7900. You've got 23 minutes left in this edition of More Than Money to have your questions asked and answered. You can certainly send us emails. I'm going to uh, surprise Alyssa. She already knows, but she's forgotten. So I'll just remind her of the next topic and we'll get that squared away. If you're just joining us, lots of uh, housekeeping to take care of. Happy birthday to our very own Alyssa Young. Thank you. And uh, yeah, standing ovulation. Very nice. Very, very nice. Happy birthday to Bobby Gunther Walsh. He's a day younger than uh, Alyssa. (laughs) Uh, thanks to Philly Funk. Yeah, we were over at the Arts Quest. Nice place. Really, really nice. It is. Um, beautifully done. Uh, the downstairs, they have live music downstairs. Um, the uh, the bar situation, the food situation, everything very, very nicely done. And Philly Funk's Philly Funk. So <laughs> if you have not yet, uh, you should. Uh, this evening, uh, Alyssa and uh, Zach, if that is his real name. <laughs> Diane, if that is her real name, and Michael and Katie, we know that's those are their real names. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be up at uh, Point Phillip tonight. We tried it what two weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, logistically uh, there were some disconnects, and uh, so that didn't quite work. And the, the following morning in church, one of the gentlemen came up to me and goes, "How'd you like Point Phillip?" We we didn't get to go, so we're going tonight. Yes, and we're very excited about that. So. Everyone from Point Phillips listening, uh, put burnt ends aside for me. Just the burnt ends part, just put that aside. <laughs> Hard to get. We're going to be there early enough. I think we got a shot at I it. I hope you get some. Uh, Juliana is uh, um, a comfermand. <laughs> That's right. That sounds rude, but she's being confirmed tomorrow. So we're very, very proud of her. Super Bowl tomorrow night. Gosh, uh, it's great stories on both sides. I think I'm a Kansas. I think I lean Kansas City. I do like mm-hmm. uh, Jason or Jason uh, Patrick and uh, Travis. I like those guys. I like the storyline. Brock Purdy on this 49ers. What a neat story. Drafted dead last and comes in after three guys in front of him go down. And they're like, I guess we're going to give it to the kid that gets nothing and takes them to a championship game and now to a Super Bowl. And that's pretty impressive. And Christian McCaffrey, by all reports, is a really, really nice young man. His father played, uh, I think, tight end for the Giants and won a Super Bowl. Christian is in line to follow in his father's footsteps. Lots of great stories there. Valentine's Day next week and uh, Lent starts next week. So start thinking about what sacrifices you may wish to make. And so reminding Alyssa, mm-hmm. one of the uh, questions that comes up very, very often is, hey, I'm retiring. I've got some money in a 401k. I'm really sure, should I leave it in the 401k? Should I roll it to an IRA? Mm-hmm. What are the pros and cons? Yeah. And there are, um, there there are lots, yes, it got cold, uh, lots of pros and cons on both sides. There's lots of things you need to be careful 
to evaluate. We are very uh, lucky. We have a, an excellent technology package that allows us to do that analysis uh, very systematically mm-hmm. so that someone considering whether they should, um, should I stay or should I go? Um, was that ABBA? No. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, it can evaluate, compare uh, kind of apples to apples. Mm-hmm. One of the issues has always kind of been in the back of people's minds. Is one safer than the other? Is one more protected than the other? If I leave 401k and something goes off the rails, do I lose my money? Mm-hmm. And we've always been a little bit, well, yeah, I think maybe the 401k might be a little more protected. But you've learned a lot recently. I have. I was surprised to learn that in Pennsylvania, the um, safety of IRAs and 401ks is virtually the same. Um, and that rollover analyzer process that we do has a one of the points that we check is creditor protection. And we've always kind of thought creditor protection was stronger in the 401k. It turns out, um, if you're a Pennsylvania resident, that that's not really not the case. Um, IRAs are fully protected in Pennsylvania from creditors uh, the same way that 401ks are. There's a fairly uniform and unlimited protections. Now, if you're not a Pennsylvania resident, you need to check the state laws where you are because the uh, exposure protections can be drastically different. Um, But turns out that you're not losing safety from creditors if you do the rollover. So that's um, something you can kind of cross off the list of, of a real big, you know, something that will make a big difference. Um, for bankruptcy, I guess uh, federal laws do dis- make a distinction between 401ks and IRAs. Um, IRAs are exempt up to about $1.5 million from bankruptcy um, proceedings. But um, otherwise, yeah, uh, that's it was something that was news to us. Um, and that's why we have great partners that we can rely on to ask about things that are outside of our areas of expertise. Um, so um, we thank Keith Stroll, who is a lawyer, to be able to help us with legal questions. And uh, he was a very big help with this. So, yeah, that was our that was our learnings this week. Uh, an important piece of the puzzle. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you are counseling a, a an individual who's considering shall I stay or shall I go with a 401k? Um, a, a good reason to stay would be lower cost. Okay. Um, I would add to that. If you, a very good reason to stay, by the way, lower cost, possibly most of the time, not, uh, very often we are finding, uh, not so many 401ks, uh, used to be pretty common, not anymore. But uh, 403Bs that are offered by insurance companies, particularly annuity companies, Mm. the fees can be dreadfully high. Mm. So pros and cons, analysis, um, um, homework, digging into the details, so very important because you may find your 401k plan has really low fees, like like crazy low, and, and you're really happy with their performance. God bless you. That's fantastic. You may find that the fees that you thought were, because everybody says, oh, they're really low. 
Yours may not be. Yeah, it's true. And or your performance may stink. Uh-huh. Here's here's another uh, uh, motivation that you may consider in terms of leaving your 401k. If you're approaching age 73, mm-hmm. you are faced now with... RMDs, required minimum distribution. Which means... You have to take out a minimum amount and pay tax on it yeah. every year. From your... 401k or traditional IRA. Unless. You're still working. How about that? Isn't that an interesting idea? So for folks, I met with a gentleman this week. He's been a client for a long, long time. A very, very good guy. Very, very smart. Uh, 72 in December. He'll be 73 this year. Okay. So he's going, uh, RMDs. He has a current 401k and he's still working. Mm. Does he have to take an RMD? No. No. Not, so, not from that account. Not from that account. So if you were discussing, if an advisor was discussing with him the pros and cons of leaving his 401k, oh, your investments are not that good. You should roll that into an IRA. Ooh, you just gave up a really nice, his plan is maybe three more years of work. Mm. That's three more years of not having to take RMDs. Mm. That's impressive. Yeah. So- Clearly not. He does have two other IRAs. And he has the option of rolling those into his 401k. Ah. So he could do a reverse rollover. Hmm. An inverse rollover, an upside down rollover, a backwards rollover. You could <laughs> hey Sideways, this yeah. it's a lot of gymnastics. <laughs> it's the bottom line is that if he were so in, in inclined if the RMD issue is a very, very big issue, the numbers here are substantial. So it's not a small number. It may not be enough to move the needle, but it's not a small number. And, hey, everybody gets to decide for themselves what a small number is. You say, hey, it's only fifteen grand. you are only going to pay four or 5000 more in tax. Only? Yeah. I hate that. Well, then you can <laughs> roll that into your 401K almost certainly. And uh, delay taking any money for three more years. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. What would be a primary reason to leave a 401k? Mm. Most of the time, I think it's uh, investment options. Mm. Uh, A lot of 401ks have a very limited menu of investment choices. And a lot of them are the target date funds. And then there's usually a couple others. And when you move out of a 401k and into an IRA, you're opening up the options dramatically. Uh, f- the biggest example that I've been discussing with people is the ability to use funds, investments with downside protection in mm. an IRA that you can't get in a 401k. Um, those options are so great for so many people. There's mm. so many different flavors and and I love them uh, for for lots of different reasons. You know, there's the income ones, the growth ones, the accelerated ones, all these great tools available in a 401k. It's like, oh, sorry, you've got these six choices and they don't have a lot of those features. So uh, that's the biggest reason, I think, that you might want to take the money out of there and go into an IRA where you have lots more flexibility. Without a doubt. Uh, not uncommon. And sadly, the size of the company means nothing. Uh, we are a relatively smaller company, and I think our 401k has about 60 options. Yeah. And dramatically spectacular, best day, 
as you might expect, we're financial advisors, yeah. <laughs> um, that you can find. Uh, but many major companies have such sparse offerings. Mm-hmm. And the word protection is rarely found. The most common, quote-unquote, protection that we see is maybe a stable value fund. Right. And and there's a guarantee, hey, you're going to make 3 3.5%. Great. How about could I make 12? No, you're never going to make 12. But you're not going to lose anything. But what if I wanted an investment where I'm I'm protected against losses to a degree, but but I could make 12? Yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> so that's something that's got to be uh, looked at very carefully. The folks that that you and I and and, and gosh, uh, Mark, Daryl, Chad, John, Greg, all of us uh, counsel are typically in their late 50s. Mm-hmm. 60s, either retired or looking at retirement. And when you talk about, if you should talk about, let's get dramatically high returns. Let's dig into some risk and get you some double digits maybe. And they are looking for the exit. The word that they are most often using is I'm really looking for some protection. Protection. And Alyssa has said it very well. She said it very quickly, as she does on occasion. Sorry. She's a quick. I got excited. She's a quick speaker. Uh, protection comes in lots of different forms. Mm-hmm. So don't get the impression that there's kind of a one-size-fits-all. Um, uh, gosh, the, the list of platforms that can offer different kinds of protection is very, very impressive and needs to be customized to you. Yep. 833-707-7900. That's the number that Patrick has called. Good morning. Thanks for calling. How can we help you? Hi, good morning. Had a question. Um, 59 and a half um, uh, simple RAs. My question was the taxable income. So any, it's not a Roth RA. So any money withdrawn is taxable right? Yes. And, but is that tax consequence? Like if I make withdrawals, do they withhold the tax right away? Or is it upon filing of income tax returns? You know, I'm trying to see if I could have a strategy to defer the consequence of the tax that I'm going to incur on my withdrawals. Um, Yes. When you take IRA distributions, you can have the proper amount of tax withheld so that it goes directly to the IRS. Or you can choose to not pay that and risk that when you do file your taxes the following spring that the IRS adds interest and penalties if it's not paid in a timely fashion. Timely used to be in that calendar year. Now the IRS looks at what payments you've made quarter by quarter. So there may be an oh. advantage to deferring it. It may end up costing you some money. So, yeah, I mean, so I guess like maybe one mistake that maybe I made that I should have really considered Roth IRAs earlier in my, I'm 59. Mm -hmm. So, but because now all my withdrawals are taxable, my tax rate, my income tax bracket, Mm -hmm. correct? Yes. Correct. And if you um, convert an IRA to a Roth, the tax consequence and the conversion is the same, right? There's no... Sure. Right? Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely right. right. All right, thank you. You're very welcome. You're welcome. God bless. Bye. Bye. 
833-707-7900. We're going to go back to the phones and speak with Chuck. Good morning, sir. How can we help you? Hi, are you talking to me? Yes. <laughs> if you're oh, Chuck, okay. we are. Uh, <laughs> yes. Is your well, name you, you know, okay. Chuck? <laughs> How can we help Chuck, you? Yes, that's, yeah, that's my real name, believe it or not. <laughs> um, my question is, based on your conversation about if you're still working, you don't have to uh, take the uh, minimum distribution from a 401k. Now, does that apply to a 401k that I've left that particular job, but I haven't moved the 401k? It's still sitting there and just, you know, chug it along? No. No, you only must take, yeah, yeah, only the one that you're currently uh, contributing to. Oh, I see. Yeah. So if I was to contribute to that? Oh, no, you're not allowed to contribute to one that you're no. not now an employee. But what you could oh, do, okay, okay. yeah, what you could do, uh, check with your current 401k provider, ensure, 98% do, mm-hmm. ensure that they will accept rollovers, move your previous 401k into your current 401k, and now you've not only simplified your life, you've gone from two accounts to one, but you've eliminated your RMDs. Okay. Well, that's great stuff. And then I could put an IRA into that 401k and not have to take anything from there either? In almost uh, every single case we've seen, the answer to that is yes. Wow. All right. Great. Appreciate it. No worries. Folks, have a wonderful day. You, you too. too. God bless. Thanks. God bless. Bye-bye. 833-707-7900. Gentlemen writes for a regular non-IRA bank account. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beneficiary, oh, with a beneficiary name, so payable on death, transfer Mm -hmm. on death. Mm -hmm. Are the funds in the account subject to either or both federal PA income or inheritance tax to the beneficiary? Okay. So inheritance tax, sure. yes, and then interest earned on the bank account money is taxable at ordinary income. So a hundred thousand bucks, it's a CD. It's earning five percent, uh, payable on death. The original owner passes away. Is it is it federally inheritance taxed? No, not likely. Is it Pennsylvania inheritance tax? Yes, sure. Anywhere from four and a half to, to 15, uh, fifteen, depending on your relationship. Exactly. Uh, and income tax, would I pay income tax on the 100000 No, only no. on the 5000 or whatever your earnings When are. it comes due. When it comes due, yeah. 833-707-7900. We have another call. This time we're going to speak with Dave. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're doing great. Thanks for calling. What's your question today? Beautiful. Hey, I recently had $1,000 stolen off of a debit card. Ugh. And I'd like to know who... Uh, enforces that they, you know, the laws on this stuff. Hmm. Who enforces the laws? I'm I'm not sure I understand the question. Well, it'd be like wire fraud or somebody. Somebody charged me, bought something out of my account, and uh, $1,000 worth. Out, and oh, I, okay. Uh, so you've reported it to your bank? Yes. Excellent. You You have not been reimbursed? No, I haven't. Uh, no, so then uh, it, it, you're absolutely right. It's theft, and and it would be reported to the local police. Um, you would file a, uh, a, a a a police report. It's really important that you do that for two reasons. Number one, 
hopefully the local police will contact the bank and, and get really active about actually finding the person who's done this because in many cases they're fairly traceable if they put a little effort into it. And number two, if they don't, uh, you've got documentation that you have lost this money and either you may get a claim against your homeowner's insurance or you may actually get a tax deduction as a casualty loss on your tax return. So documenting it is a very important thing, but you're right. It's, it's, it's a crime. So reporting it to your local police department is, is the first thing you must do. Because it should fall under federal wire fraud. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about the federal stuff. That 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 that's a head scratcher for me. I know that in the state of Pennsylvania, yeah. we have the Department of Banking and and, and Securities. Um, I, I I'm certain that they would be uh, certainly a resource in terms of where you might go to get restitution. Um, but bottom line, I don't know. I know on a credit card, if there's a illicit uh, charge, you're limited to losing fifty bucks. I don't know if that's the rule on debit cards. Do you? Have any? No. I, I know the protections are lesser on debit cards than they are on uh, credit cards, so I I don't know. So yeah, start with local police and go from there. Very good. Oh, and, and one more thing sure. about you were saying about people paying. We pay like fifty percent in taxes Ugh. of our income. Well, uh, I, I hate to disagree with his, but I think it's more like ninety percent. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Here's here's my reason. I tell people this. Everything you buy, they tell you that food is ta- untaxed and this is untaxed and that's untaxed. But everything has a tax, a pass-down tax from the manufacturers, oh, sure, the sure. farmers, the transportation. You're, and the, pe- the bottom line is we are the bottom feeders Yeah, we're, that pay it, it all do- the taxes. Dave, it does roll downhill, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, Dave, sir. we got to go. My apologies. God bless you, sir. Yep. We're going to take one more quick phone call back to the phones. We talked to D. D, you've got 60 seconds. What's your question? <laughs> I I currently take out RMDs, and uh, this year it was four thousand. Of course, they took ten percent out for taxes. Mm-hmm. But then when I did my I, in, when I did my income tax, I had to list that as income. Sure. And of course, then it was thirty six hundred, and then taxes were four hundred. Mm-hmm. Do I pay? taxes on that 3600 again because I have to list it on the income tax? No, God bless you. No, it's it's uh, informational. It it uh, uh, documents what you already knew, which we, you took 4000 out. It also documents that you paid the tax. So that 400 will be a credit towards any tax that you do owe. So no, you are not going to be taxed twice. Oh, I thought I thought it was considered income, so I had to pay tax on it again. Nope. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. God bless. Thank you. Finally, Bye-bye. some good news about taxes. Yeah, once in a while. <laughs> once in a while. It's rare. It's rare. Uh, thanks to all the callers. We had great calls yeah, today. We did. That's uh, Maybe uh, they could sense my fatigue. That's, that's yeah. just, you yeah. asked for help in the beginning, and, and they came through. Oh, they're fantastic. Just like <laughs> last night. So respectful. Mm-hmm. Just not intruding. If we can serve you, uh, we offer free second opinion meetings in the More Than Money World Headquarters. All you need to do is ask. You meet with one of our great financial advisors, maybe Alyssa. Not like if you're lucky. Uh, if you're lucky. <laughs> Not like Gene. Gene doesn't do any real work, please. Uh, but we have wonderful, wonderful team. Send me an email, Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. Go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. Or go old school. Just give us a call. 610-746-7007. 
610-746-7007. Have a great Super Bowl weekend. Have a great Valentine's Day. And we'll see you next week on More Than Money.